Hello and welcome back to the show. Uh, good news for everybody who, uh, okay, fuck, we're dealing with the new microphone here, so it's a bit of a learning curve. Um, good news for everybody who was listening to yesterday's episode, where, or I guess today, uh, fuck, it's all a mess in my head, um, episode 16, where I was violently drunk. <laughs> uh, we are sober tonight, there's no drinking. Um, that may change. We'll see. Mm. Enjoy the dulcet sounds of me drinking McDonald's Coke. Yum, 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 yum. Um, yeah, today was a rough one. Your boy was hung over, like, violently. Um, (laughs) and I'm a little too old to be drinking like that anymore nowadays. Um, (laughs) I definitely forgot, um... How much a fucking hangover hurts. <laughs> so, nice little welcome change of pace to take me to the way back in my 20s when I was a big drunk. So, uh, we've got all the new equipment hooked up. This was actually a lot simpler to figure out than I thought it would be, to tell you the truth. Um, and it's kind of nice because now I can fiddle with the monitoring and all the levels and shit without banging the mic arm and you hear it through the fucking... Rode microphone. So this will be the first one with the Samsung Q2U and we'll see how we like it because I am in desperate need of a second microphone for guests. I already have feelers out to a few people. Uh, the old friend said she'd come on. Um, trying to get Ruth to come on. She's dancing around it, but I think that would be an interesting one. Just kind of us to talk theology and how we kind of both ended up where we're at now spiritually um and then today i in the shower i had the very intrusive thought to say why don't you text you know who and see if she wants to come on the show and uh defend her her position (laughs) or rebut any of mine so um i guess we'll see if that happens and then i'm sorry guys i'll have to break my promise to you but you never have to hear about her again because she'll be literally on the show (laughs) Um, May and I are supposed to have plans tonight, so if that goes, so when, well, you know what, the Rizlord and I were talking about this today, the young man stopped by to see me, um, if that goes well, and I should say when, but we're still such a pessimist, um, if that goes well, I will have her jump into the recording and just throw a little something, something for you, May's message coming in live and hot, so, um, yeah, we don't really have a topic tonight. I did have... Yeah, there is a lot of fucking noise translation through the mic arm. Whoops. Um, <coughs> yeah, we we have no thought tonight. And we'll see how far we get here being sober. But, uh, you know, I'll do what I can. I have several thoughts, actually, right now that I would love to discuss. But they're all of the forbidden kind and she who shall not be named. So we are going to have to kind of dance around that. And I had the thought to record one more about her and never release it just kind of for me and have it be the lost episode to the April inning or whatever. But um, then I was listening back to episode 15 and I had said at the end, like, I can't keep making 
podcasts about you. Like, I can't keep thinking about you. Like, this is just making it so much harder to move on. Um, I have to let go. And here I am a few days later, ignoring my own fucking advice. So past Rackham, you were right. Current Rackham is just being a baby back bitch. So. And you know what, actually, speaking of debating theology and all that, you guys might not know, because I don't know that I've ever mentioned her um, outside of the the Lost episode, but Kayla, and that is a real name, shock horror, the one who actually got me to my church for the first time, had expressed, when I started this uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> I was going to say way back when I started this, but uh, we <laughs> it's basically been two and a half fucking weeks. Um, had expressed interest in kind of coming on and being a guest. And again, that would be an interesting theological debate perspective. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sure I could ply the landlord with a couple whiskeys or something and get him on. Like, I don't know. I, as much fun as it is to kind of sit here and shoot the shit with myself and run my mouth, I think it would be fun to have guests on. And, you know, this setup's pretty portable, like... I don't have to take the mic arm. These mics come with stands that we can use and the focus rights like the size of a paperback and it's four cables like in the iPad. It's not a whole computer or anything. It's just my iPad. And honestly, I could do this on the phone. So this whole setup is pretty portable. Um, the only downside being like sound treatment, but I don't have any in the apartment. And for the most part, I don't notice like a ton of echoes. Like it, the road picked up a lot of background noise. Like the the... The episode where the dryer was the special guest and a few times I've left the ice machine on like So I we're gonna do a couple here with the Samson and see Kind of what it picks up because I was watching reviews for this thing and from like Five inches away from the back the noise rejection is actually pretty good for how cheap this mic was so And then eventually, you know if I get right into this well, I'm sure I'll dump a couple grand into equipment and this that and the other but Yeah, the setup is very very portable so it can all kind of go in a backpack and I can go to whoever, hello, old friend, I see you texting me. Um, yeah, I can go, I can really podcast from wherever. I can do it in the truck if I want, because all I really need is power for the iPad. And even then I can run the focus right off the iPad for, I watched a video. I think the iPad can do it for like three hours before you're in real fucking trouble. But, um, so that's something to think about. If I don't want to have all these people over at my house, throw the whole fucking setup in a bag and away we go. So, <coughs> excuse me. So bear with me here. Dead air. At least we made it past seven minutes before the dead air really kicked in. Um, no. Okay. Uh, Smash bang boom. Don't put the phone down there. Um, I want to lean back here. Can I do this? Can we do this without fucking everything up? So far, yes. This fucking mic arm. I think that's the next, like, big upgrade for this is... Okay. Yeah, this is all translating very poorly through the mic. That's the next big upgrade here is we need a new mic arm. And we've kind of relocated. See, this is what I'm saying. I need a proper fucking mic arm for this. We've kind of relocated the whole podcast setup into the kitchen and off of my desk because I had, I'm getting a table here. 
and I want to set it up so it's like a face-to-face little poor man's podcast studio that I can do with people. But um, until then, I didn't want to be crawling around under my desk. This is great podcasting. Like, here's how I set the fucking podcast up today, guys. Blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, man. I'm a bag of shit today. Get your head in the game here. Fella, fuck, we're recording. Uh, dead air here, guys. And you can blame the old friend for this one because I'm texting her. Ba-ba-ba-ba, watching a movie. What are you watching? Oh, this is real dead air. Sorry, guys. Do-do-do, uh, send... You know what? Let's ask Ruth if she has anything to add to the podcast. Because I asked May, but May's working. So, double also. Oh, yeah, here we go. Solid fucking three minutes of dead air. Um, recording the Not Lodcast podcast. Anything you'd like to add? Honestly, this I know this episode is going to be a fucking pile of shit. So, um,. You know, stay strapped for that. It's going to be just a great time. And you know what? Let's just check a few more things while I'm sitting here on my fucking phone. Because I'm a real piece of shit. Okay, and hi, back. Come here, microphone. Get in. Oh. Oh, crash, bang, boom. The cable doesn't want to play nice. Fuck, this. these XLA, XLR cables are fucking girthy. So... <coughs> Mm, hopefully that sound rejection for that is a little bit better. I should look into like how to set up a mute button or a cough button or whatever, but you know me, lazy to the to the nth degree. Um Yeah, this is kinda I don't know. Cause I obviously I can record that whole fucking episode fifteen where I'm sitting there like I'm done with this, I'm done thinking about you know who like I have to intentionally move on but like and I can try and direct my thoughts like as much as I want and stay on top of them but like shit's still gonna creep through and I'm being foolish and I sent her two drunk voice notes two nights in a row like the fucking piece of shit that I am so I'm not helping myself here really Jilly would be so disappointed in me if she knew that this is what I was doing so sorry the therapist um. Oh, hopefully the mic didn't pick that up. Good grief. <laughs> Gross. So yeah, I'm really not doing myself any favors here because I need to be redirecting my focus away from her and I kind of just keep finding myself drawn back to it. So you guys had to have known that I was going to break that promise. And like, it's not going to be a whole episode about her because I have other things on the brain. But, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe we do need to do the lost episode too and have it just be for me. And maybe I'll post it one day when you all have forgotten about her. I'll be like, surprise, motherfucker. Just guess who's back. (laughs) (coughs) Mm, I am a picture of health here. Um, Why don't we chat about, let's yarn about Ruth for a little bit. Um. So she's kind of brought the Christian side of me back out here a little bit in the last few days where she's 
she's been going through some things and like we trade voice notes because i am just fat it's my new favorite way to like communicate like send me a fucking voice note i don't care if it's 10 minutes long i want to hear what you're thinking and i like hearing people's voices um and then it's easier for me when i'm drinking to be like i'm not attempting to type this message to you like here's a fucking voice note you can reply however you'd like um but so ruth and i'll trade voice notes like all day and they're like long ones too. I think she sent me two today and it was like 12 minutes in total. And she's she's kind of going through some things and stuff right now. And she's reached out to me more than once this past week and been like, you know, I've got this, that, and the other going on. It would I'd really appreciate it if you could just like pray for me, throw that out there. And like, I don't know if you guys have gathered, I'm very and I I hate the term because I hate that there's labels for everything now but I'm very neurodivergent um but I can okay hang on a second guys that was incredibly foul I really hope the mic didn't pick that up um yeah I'm not like your typical well okay I'm not like the other girls that's me quirky to a T um so it's kind of like public speaking and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not very good at it, says me, who's re- literally recording a podcast right now. But, like, there's no audience physically here. Like, people might listen to this, and I know that. And I know people do because I see the stats page when I upload these. So it's not some great mystery to me that, you know, people are listening to this, listening to me talk about, like, the most painful, personal, private moments of my life from the last year. So... If you know me, no, you fucking don't shut your mouth. Um, but like public speaking and stuff like that, and even speaking in front of people I'm not really, I don't know them that well. Like it's always kind of been difficult for me. I tend to just be quiet and shy and keep to myself in new groups of people until I really know you or I've had time to text you and you kind of get a sense for my train wreck of a personality. But, um, and I, you know, I've, prayed in front of a group of people like twice until this week so uh, I got shanghaied into it at a tech rehearsal run one night I didn't realize we were doing a roundtable prayer and I waited too long and I couldn't escape it and then I was in a men's group last year and one of the last gatherings we had I they'd been bugging me all semester to like come on man like nobody's judging you blah 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 and I managed to sneak one in so so Ruth has asked me like a few times like like could you pray for me i'd really appreciate it and i just kind of like haha dance around it blah 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 but she was really struggling this week so i kind of on the voice note i threw it in there and it was just kind of like just a fucking rambling mess honestly but she really appreciated it so i don't know it's it's that story did have a purpose i swear um that three minutes of (laughs) tripping over my own dick to get to the fucking point (laughs) um but it's, and her and I have talked about this too, like it's very interesting that talking to her is kind of drawing me back towards that, but I'm also still so firmly planted in like the world. Um, and, you know, I've kind of danced around it with her, but, and I've been very upfront with her to be like, like Ruth, I just want to be very clear here, like, if you're expecting some grand return to the faith from me, like, I don't know that I think you're going to be waiting a while here. And 
um, you know, I don't want you to feel like I'm leading you astray or anything because I was very guilty of that in the past and I still feel very bad about it that I ended up kind of what happened happened so like I'm very upfront with her about where I'm at and she knows like I was messaging her last night and I was like hey just a heads up before we keep talking like I am drunk like white girl wasted right now so you know if you don't want to talk to me when I'm in this state I totally understand and I can we'll talk tomorrow but so far she's been cool with it and she was very kind of supportive of me being just biblically hungover this morning um she had a good laugh at my expense a little bit but that's fine I deserved it I'm a grown man who made poor choices but she kind of reminds me when we get to talking like this about like the good of it all and why I kind of was initially attracted to it in the first place, like the community and then the support you find there and kind of all of that. Like she, and not to say that like I'm taking advantage of her kindness or anything because I try and be as as supportive for her as I can because she's kind of entering this strange new season in her life where she's cutting away a lot of what she finds to be dead weight and temptation. So I try to be a good little egg for her and support her the best I can. And (coughs) sorry, guys, I got a fucking frog in my throat tonight. Am I showing my age with that saying? Um, sorry, we are shock horror on fucking Snapchat again, like a real piece of shit. But I'm curious about something. And for once, it doesn't have to do with you-know-who, so... Um, I feel like I had a point to this, and it's just kind of gotten away from me. I don't know. And I kind of want to... Like, she says she's going to listen to the podcast, and I don't know if she will, so I feel moderately safe talking about this. And, Ruth, if you do listen to this, sorry, maybe I'll have brought it up by then, but I'm just kind of curious for, like... Like, what do you, what are your expectations for this relationship? Because right now we're just kind of friends and we're encouraging each other as like brothers and sisters in Christ and this, that, and the other. And then, but I can definitely see myself being like romantically attracted to her. But at the same time, like, I don't know that we would work because obviously we're living in very different worlds right now. And I have some kind of issues with... Um, the expectations for a Christian relationship and, um, and her and I have talked about that actually about how, cause she brought up pretty early on where she was like, you know, you need a godly man to, and a woman who's willing to submit to him to trust that he is seeking God and is, is in all things to lead them both in the relationship. And then We've kind of gone back and forth about this where I'm like, you know, maybe it's just because I came to it so late or just the culture we live in now. But like that kind of language like makes me really uncomfortable because while it's true that, yes, I would like a relationship that kind of has traditional gender roles to a degree, the the language of like the woman must submit, the man must lead like that makes me uncomfortable, obviously. 
And that's kind of not what I'm also looking for in a relationship. I know there are men out there who just love their women like that because most of those dudes are pieces of shit. Sorry, man. Um, whereas I'm kind of very much looking for an equal partner who will be an equal, basically. What a stupid way to say that. And like a teammate and I don't know. It's all the things that, you know, like that. Oh, sorry. Breathing is hard. I'm stuffed up again. Shock horror. I don't know. I, that was what I was going to do actually was dig through the old fucking therapy homework and see if I could find something to kind of run through. But I don't know. And then like the other thing is, and Ruth, I'm sorry if you get to this point before we ever talk about this. And like, there's no expectations for me here. Like I'm not expecting Ruth and I to end up together or anything. Cause right now it's just fun. It's friends supporting each other and she's encouraging me and I'm asking her questions. And it's just kind of like, I really enjoy these like theological discussions I always have where it's like, like I'm having this struggle and I know that we're supposed to X, Y, and Z and it says it in, you know, A, B, and C in the Bible, but like I'm really struggling to kind of follow that. I want to fall back to the old ways of like this, that, and the other. And then we can kind of go back and forth about it. And it's not even a debate. It's just she's a much more mature Christian than I am. So I can kind of pick her brain about stuff and blah, 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 blah. So... Um, jeez, oh, here it comes again, guys. <coughs> Fuck, so sorry. I am a disgusting monster. And you know what? There was a girl before it was like right after January, and I had broken up. It was way too soon to be dating, but um. And I'm not even going to bother giving her a nickname because she doesn't even live here. Uh, Shay. And we had tried to make something work. And the big hang up for me, because she was very, very Christian. Uh, she might have been Catholic, actually. And that was a big part of like why we never ended up working out. Um, it's just, just their beliefs are too different from ours. And I just could never kind of accept. Not accept. Um, just kind of, I could never think of a way to like square that circle, right? Like they are so different if you don't know. Um, um, sorry, we are fucking brain dead tonight. Maybe that'll be the title of the episode. Head empty, no thoughts. Um, and just like as an example, because it's just, this episode's a rambling pile of shit, like there was one time where she had had sexual thoughts about me and she felt so guilty about it that she went to her priest and who's this? The old friend. Oh, Hotel Transylvania is a fucking banger though. Don't you shit talk Hotel Transylvania, the old friend. How dare you? Um, yeah, she went to her priest and as penance she got a three-day fast and she listened and I guess that's the the power of faith and belief and stuff right but like I was like because you had sexual thoughts you don't get to eat for three days and then she her and I actually kind of got into an argument about it because I was like this is fucking ridiculous like this is not what it's supposed to be about like 
yes, fasting is a part of the faith, but it's supposed to be um, like uh, it's supposed to be your choice, and it's supposed to be meant to. And this is kind of how Catholics defend it too: is it's like use this time to refocus your mind to keep your eyes on God and repent from the sin that whatever landed you here. So on the one hand, I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, it just seems cruel because you had thoughts like, I don't know. So anyway, that never really worked out. And her and I would kind of, and for shit like that, just are we, our beliefs weren't really compatible. And I had a few talks with uh, Dan, my pastor about this, but, um, my thing that in the hill that was the bridge that was too far for her and for me is that I wasn't willing to uh like marry somebody or date to marry someone knowing that there wouldn't there would be this is a very like TMI episode. I might have put that in the description. A lot of talk about sex in an episode about God, but <coughs> sorry, I hit the shit with my shirt. Hmm. What is going on with my throat today? Fuck. Um, I wasn't willing to date somebody long term with marriage being the end goal. And I was definitely not willing to marry somebody who I hadn't slept with. And that was a bridge too far for her and her not. And this sounds shitty, but like her not wanting to have sex till marriage was a bridge too far for me. But I think, and especially for me, child to divorce, like watching my parents kind of muddle through this like I only want to get married once um fuck nah uh April and I used to joke about this nice little reminisce down memory lane I'm only getting married once I refuse to get divorced it is just not an option for me so I am I need to be extra sure that the person I'm marrying is the person I'm going to stay married to because divorce is not an option I refuse so and she was the same way from the Catholic perspective. So I don't know. I don't want to end up married to somebody. And then we sleep with each other after we're married and turned out that we fucking hate it. Um, so yeah, that is kind of like my hard line in the sand, which makes me a very bad Christian, I know. But I will not marry somebody that I haven't slept with. So kind of really limits my options here, unfortunately. But what do you do when you live in a shoe, right? Um and I don't know how we got here from Ruth, but, you know, I have a feeling Ruth will remain um, a friend, which is fine, honestly. Like, not every woman who comes into my life needs to be this perspe- uh, perspective, prospective, potential? I'm fucking stone sober. What is wrong with me tonight? N- needs to be this, like, potential romantic partner. Like, I go back and forth on if men, men and women can be friends, so... Um, you know what guys, I'm just going to take a quick break of Reno here and maybe dig around in the old brain for some topics because we are just kind of running our mouth and rambling. So I will be back shortly. All right. So we're back. Bonk as I smash the fucking mic like a dummy. Um, okay. So let's be done talking about religion and God and all that because, oh good. Old friend. She's been given the heads up that this episode contains, is rated G for God. There are mentions of the Lord in this episode. So, <laughs> okay. So I had this thought when I was driving home here this evening that it might be interesting 
and this is good practice for me anyway, because I want to do this, um, to go back into uh, older therapy homework. And this isn't like a true therapy session uh, episode. This is just kind of, I'm hurting for content. So what do we got kicking around in the old fucking phone? Uh, turn the game down here a little bit. We're clipping. We are clipping. Naughty, naughty, senorita. Um, so... Hang on, we're going to make some noise here. This is so unprofessional. I This is what a pile of shit this episode is. <laughs> this is what I get for trying to do one fucking stone sober. Um, what is going on with the gain here? Why am I all of a sudden clipping? That was fine the first half. Anyway, so this is more from when I first started therapy. So like April and I would have still been together. This is from August 28th. Um... And this is very early days. Like, Jilly was trying to get me to, like, see myself. Oh, we're turning. We're turning. We're back. Jilly was trying to get me to see myself in, like, a more positive light. And looking at this, I, like, apologize to her in the first line. So, clearly, I need fucking therapy. But, um... Uh, Sorry. We are multitasking here very poorly so sorry to the audience of fucking four people you guys ought to be used to this dead air shit by now um yeah that's the good thing about this mic is the pickup pattern might not pick a lot of that shit up if i get out of the polar pattern anyway so yeah jilly was trying to get me to even say something nice about myself which is fucking crazy how far we've come in like two months here this is from August 28th, so what are we now? We're October 14th. That's fucking bananas how far we've come. And, you know, I really should do these as two separate episodes, but I was running out of shit to talk. So, you know what? I had this idea, and maybe we'll do one of these when I'm feeling slow or sober. So, Because, <laughs> obviously, the podcast is much better when I'm drunk. Uh, okay. So, the homework for this uh, point was think about childhood experiences that were impactful to me and you know what actually <laughs> uh, sorry messages from women uh, bah, 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 bah. so this is when Jill was kind of trying to dig around in my childhood to see if there was anything to be dug out there and we've talked about this on the show before where I'm like feeling guilty that I'm letting the therapist down because I'm like, I, I want to tell you, I want to give you an answer. I legitimately have no memory of this. So this is why we need to get the sister on the show. Um, but yeah, Jilly was just trying to mine the childhood for some stuff to uh, see, try and find maybe the cause to a lot of this stuff about me. So I remember this being like very personal and I was like, really struggling at this point august 28th i'm wondering yeah so april and i actually would have been split up by now so this was very negative just because of where i was at personally um but but, but i think i phoned this one in actually a little bit too and this is the funny thing is jilly's always like you when the first time i had to submit one of these like writing ones she was like you didn't tell me like you can write and I was like well I can't really anymore like it's a skill I kind of let rust away so it always kind of made me feel bad when I would do one like this and I'd fucking phone it in and then 
she told me I did such a good job. And I'm like, Jilly, are you sure about that? Because I fucking phoned this in yesterday. So, <laughs> um, all right, <clears throat> let's dig in here. Think about childhood experiences that were impactful to me. So, obviously, my parents' divorce was very impactful, creating all kinds of fun trust issues that followed me into adult life, as well as the lack of what a healthy relationship should look like. So, we have spoken about this, about how the sister and I have kind of had to model what a healthy relationship should look like based on our observations of the world, mostly. Like, because our parents were not good examples for us. Fuck my mother, especially. Um, and then the trust issues. Yeah, this kind of ties back into Jill saying, like, everyone you've ever, who's ever told you they loved you, um, has kind of, that wasn't a, you know what, not even wasn't a family member, but like, we've talked about it. Everyone who's ever told you they loved you, like, has let you down or betrayed you or hurt you in some way. So, of course, you're going to have all these odd little trust issues. Um, and then back to the homework. I think being forced into the protector slash caretaker role so early was probably very impactful. I felt being the only man in quotations around because I was like a fucking eight-year-old boy. I had to protect my mom and sister, especially my sister since my mom put that responsibility on me as well. It was often left to me to look after Taylor at home and at school. I'm not sh- I'm sure that's some form of parentification. Not sure what the long-term effects are. <laughs> well, I'd say the long-term effects are this protector caretaker role that I still carry to this day. I was talking to the old friend about this last night actually because she's kind of struggling with something right now and I just messaged her and I was like like I want to help you so bad and there's nothing I can do for you and it like is making my skin crawl because like I want to protect you. I want to take care of you like I just want to help you somehow and I can't and I don't know that just kind of makes me itch unfortunately so thankfully she's very understanding of my psychosis thank you old friend we appreciate you but yeah there was a lot of that drilled into me as a kid like take care of your sister look out for your sister you have to watch out like this that because my mom was such a junk as parent as a parent so well, that's definitely carried into adulthood, and I've noticed it in, like, my romantic relationships, too. And then some of this comes from my dad, who, when we were children, like, kind of showed his love with gifts and money and blah, blah, blah. So I picked up a lot of that, too. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I was a hyperactive and impulsive child, which often led to being punished. That sentence feels very clinical, but I had problems with impulse control that led me to act without thought of the consequences fairly often. That behavior carried into teenage years and even into adulthood. A a favorite refrain of my dad's was how I didn't ever think of the consequences of my actions. So, this new equipment for the podcast is a perfect example of this. It was the thought that entered my head, like, because the old mic worked fine. I didn't need to upgrade. Um, And the way I justified it to myself is like, well, we want to have guests on the show. And I don't know that we could do it with the setup we have now. And I'm not going to look into it because I don't want to be proven wrong. I want to buy a new toy or whatever. So, And I have kind of a very weird relationship with money as well. So, um, yeah, this all kind of ties together to poor impulse control and poor money management. <laughs> so lucky fucking me. Um. I was often told that I was being too much as a kid because I had too much energy, I would assume. This is probably just undiagnosed ADHD. Um, 
and we've kind of talked about this podcast and how I went to get diagnosed for ADHD as an adult and then the psychiatrist was much more concerned with my depression, rightfully so. Um, because I, you know what, I tried to get my, I had tried, oops, crash, bang, boom. I had tried to, um, you know, deal with the depression and maybe get some medication or something for it. And then I kind of what moved away from that after, cause my sister was in the medical field. Um, and I kind of leaned away from that once she started telling me about like how SSRIs can kind of fuck you up and. They're hard to quit if they don't work and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll find another way to deal with this. But I had gone to a doctor uh, who was at the time a family doctor I was trying out or a primary care physician for my American followers um, and told her a lot of this stuff. And she said, well, have you tried acupuncture? And that that was the last time I went and saw that doctor because I basically had told her like, you know, when I'm at work, I think every day about climbing up the crane and jumping off. And her response was, have you tried acupuncture? So for everyone who says like Canada's healthcare system is just the bee's knees and the cat's ass and blah, blah, blah. There's really a lot of downsides to it. Just fucking trust me. Ask my sister. (laughs) Maybe I'll get her to spin that yarn when I get her on. But um, yeah, and my mother often, and I hate to use this word, but my mom fucking gaslit me like crazy about this. She just would say, um, you don't have ADHD. You don't have ADD. Like you just, you were just a kid. Like you're just this, you're just that. Like, so thanks mom. You could have gotten me diagnosed and medicated and I could have had a radically different life, but you just had to be right. Didn't you? Uh, anyway, often left to my own devices, um, not alone in the house or anything, but just left to entertain myself because my mom was sick. Constantly told by my grandparents and aunt and uncle I needed to look out for my mom. Very much internalized that, I think. Probably why I overlooked and flattered ignored her bad behavior for as long as I did. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Everyone in the family would tell me, like, once my dad had moved away, like, uh, you have to look over your mother, you have to watch over your mother, this, that, and that, your mother. So I kind of, I don't know, and... You know, mom, my mom and I have talked about this, about how I kind of grew up too fast, trying to be the man of the house at fucking 10 years old or whatever, but I really tried to believe the best in her for way too long because of that, I think, where it was like, I have to look out for my mom and protect her from everything until it was just too, it was too much. I couldn't look past it anymore after what she did, so... Um, I'm not sure dearly I don't often think of my childhood anymore which I'm sure on its own says something but trying to remember what it was like before I moved to Calgary is difficult I just remember a lot of feeling like a burden or too much or too difficult to handle a lot of misplaced anger towards my father just a lot of my mom being constantly exasperated by my father my stepdad trying to get me to not act out so much never fitting in at school never having a core group of friends never really belonging anywhere And that sense of not belonging persists to this day, interestingly. So, trying to remember what it was like before I moved to Calgary is difficult. Yeah, so we've talked about this, like these memory blackouts that I have from childhood and from junior high and high school and even into my 20s, but some of that might just be what a drunk I was. But, mm. And this is funny how this is kind of translated into adulthood. Oh, there she is. Hello, senorita. How does it work? Um, 
I remember a lot of feeling like a burden. Yes. And I, you know what? I actually talked to Dan about this. The very first counseling session we had, I said, you know, I have a hard time asking for help because I don't want to feel like a burden to anybody. And even with all the work I've done, I still feel that way a lot of the time and kind of deal with my own shit on my own. And, um, very clearly that works so well that now that I'm in therapy and have created every fucking romantic relationship I've ever been in, like, Oh, that's a whole other thing. But, um, a lot of misplaced anger towards my father. That was my mother, um, being my fucking mother and telling us that, you know, dad was such a piece of shit, this, that, and the other, like, I can't believe he's re- oh, fucking my arm. I can't believe he's remarried. Blah blah blah. Uh, it took me a long time to get over that and kind of realize like my dad did the best he could with the cards he was dealt, and you know was never late on child support and was always there when we needed him. And it was just my mom being my mom and refusing to move on with her life. So uh my mom being constantly exasperated by my behavior yeah well now it's funny how the tables have turned and i'm just fucking exasperated by her behavior so and then this never fitting in never belonging like jilly and i have spoken quite a bit about this and i'm pretty sure she's convinced it's the tism but like and actually i think i've spoken about this on the podcast too because i remember telling a yarn about the frenchman asking me about this but um yeah, it just kind of like, I really have never felt like I belonged or fit in anywhere. I always kind of felt like the odd man out, like I'm missing some social cue that everyone else is picking up on. And just even to this day as like now, currently I, I struggle with this. So it's kind of interesting to see the damage that gets done to us in childhood, how it multi, it's like a force multiplier into adulthood. Um, yeah. And then just this last paragraph, the more I think about it, the more it kind of boils down to being told constantly that I was too much and constantly being in trouble and screamed at. And then the older I got, the more I noticed how I didn't fit in and couldn't seem to read social situation as social, social situations as well as my peers. I wonder if being told I was too much constantly during my formative years might have something to do with my lack of self-confidence uh, monocle emoji. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. So I can tell just reading this that, like, I was in, I was very low when I, when I wrote this. And I think this would have been fresh off the back of um, April and I breaking up. So, like, no wonder I was kind of a bag of shit, but sorry, we are being distracted. Senorita is here and checking something on the old phone. Yes. So there she is. She has done work. Um, constantly being in trouble and screamed at. Yeah, I, like, I was not a good kid. I was always in trouble. I was, mom was always yelling at me for something. And then my dad was always exasperated with my behavior. And yeah, and then I just, I didn't fit in and couldn't read social situations. So like shock horror that this stuff has lasting effects into adulthood, honestly. But, um, uh, but, 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 Oh, we just totally lost our train of thought here. But, yeah. And, like, there's no real happy ending here right now because I'm still working through a lot of this. Obviously, that's, like, I haven't won therapy yet. I'm still dealing with a lot of this shit. So, um, 
I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know that I'll ever really fully have the social awareness that I want just because the touch of the tism that I have. And I don't know that I'll ever be the big, the popular guy with the big group of friends and this, that, and the other, because like just the way I am, like I don't need a big group of friends. I need one or two or three like really good friends who I know are loyal to me and I'm loyal to as well. Like, and that's really just the Frenchman. And then I've kind of adopted the Riz Lord, but I don't know that we'll have that kind of relationship just with the age difference. And it's kind of like a mentor mentee kind of relationship. So, and then obviously like a romantic partner, I would like to have that kind of relationship with too, where we're friends and best friends before as fucking childish as that is before. Well, not before kind of simultaneously, but, I don't know, it's very important to me that any partner I end up with, we have that friendship as well. Because January and I had the friendship, but and then, I don't know, the rest, it was kind of everywhere else that we never shored up and was lacking. So, uh, I don't know, guys, this one was kind of a nothing burger. I seem to, every every couple is just kind of a bag of shit episode like this, so... <laughs> I really sat down with no thought in my head and I was just trying to kill time until uh, now, basically. So, um, no, oh, goodbye train of thought. Just wave goodbye, kids. Say, say so long to the choo-choo train. Um, I'll listen back to this. I'm sure I'll post it, but it's kind of a fucking nothing burger and no thoughts and, and it's just kind of a good test for the new equipment because I needed something long to listen back to to see if I need to adjust mic positioning or levels or gain or anything so um thanks for listening guys hopefully you made it all the way through this one i know this one was a rough listen and not for the reasons like 13 and 15 were um i really appreciate everybody who does listen um yeah you know and my silly little podcast about my silly little problems it's kind of fun to know that somebody's listening so Thanks for listening and have a good uh, day, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for you. And I will catch you all in the next one. Hooroo.